Welcome to Unconscious. This is episode 24, Pragmatic Wellness, an interview with Bangalore Luxury Villas founder, Michelle Bishop. Welcome to Unconscious. I'm your host, Liz Cook, functional nutritionist and founder of One Seed Organic Perfumes. Michelle Bishop is one busy woman. As a co-founder of Bangalore Luxury Villas in the beautiful Shoalhaven Heads near Sydney, Michelle runs the villas with husband Tom and a staff of 50, plus four kids of her own, including a toddler. My aim was to chat with Michelle about cultivating wellness, but it turns out Michelle is much more pragmatic than that and it was refreshing to hear her turn the idea of self-care into more about paying attention to important relationships and becoming more self-aware, rather than necessarily taking on spa days and turmeric lattes. I know that when I'm not good, I can really adversely impact people around me. And when I've got you know a team of nearly 50 people, I've got a large family, I've got a lot of people that come to me when they're in need if I'm not good then I'm I'm really bringing down around 100 people around me and that's a really um, big responsibility so I, I need to make sure I'm good. So let's jump in. Michelle you've come from a background in interior design and tourism and research and now you've got a business that most of us probably think is idyllic as the general manager of an eco retreat Bangalore luxury villas near Sydney I think many people would assume that you'd be personally engaged in the wellness lifestyle in a way that means that you manage the busyness of stress so well that you just radiate peace and calm at all times and that you can just get away anytime you need a recharge. Is that the reality of your life? Oh, well, I'm getting there, uh, Liz. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I, um, You're not going to bust our bubble then, are you? No, no. It's <laughs> when you set out to undertake a development of a, of a tourism resort and then start the whole process of, of designing a business and, and operational um Kind of requirements, you know, menus, staff, everything else. Um, we really did um, know that there probably wouldn't be much space for um, for calm in the first uh, three years of operation. But um, we will be turning three in September, and I look back at where we were three years ago compared to where we are now, and I'm really glad that I'm long term oriented because, um, yeah, I think I think I am just about there now where I can get the balance right. But for certainly for the last um, three to four years, the, the balance probably hasn't been exactly what what I would normally like it to be, or, or what um, the the persona of someone that owns a, a um, luxury resort might normally have. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's it's ironic, isn't it? I, I have many conversations with colleagues of mine in the wellness industry and we're saying we're just as flapped as everybody else. So something's gone a little amiss, but it's especially the case when you're starting a business too, that there's really um, not a lot of space for relaxation and, and downtime, is there? No. And um, I think the um the, the key difference we had, and it wasn't really planned, is that we had our fourth child um, three months before we opened. Wow. Uh, before we opened Bangalore. And so um, that was a, a, a lovely surprise, but it certainly did um, really change the um, change how I was expecting to be able to handle that time. And mm -hmm. the, the truth of it is, is that I really think that if we hadn't have had this beautiful little baby that just needed you to be calm and quiet and centred when you're caring for him, then um, I don't know that I probably would have been able to um, to get through that period because um, it, I would have I, I was working huge hours and so was my husband, but uh, it really was that that fact that this little baby just needed you to. Um, have those moments and be in the moment with him when you were so um, I kind of I really think Eddie was the one that got me through it which is crazy to say that having a baby in the middle of opening a resort especially fourth um, child was um, the thing that got you, you through but I, I really do think it it was. That's amazing. Yeah, because you'd be thinking that's just adding extra burden but I hear what you're saying. You're saying that it kind of makes you focus on the important things and finding the time to spend and being calm when you're around them because there's really no other way to raise a newborn and up to three-year-old, is there? 
No, absolutely. And, um, you know, knowing how quickly it goes as well, having had three other children, you just yeah. feel the most of those newborn cuddles and all those little milestones and you don't want them to grow up too much so um he really was the thing that helped me to slow down and be in the moment when I could be in the moment but um it it is difficult you stand there every day saying oh how was you walk along the beach and um oh (laughs) you know um, oh you should go and do the drawing room rocks walk or like go and visit Jervis Bay and you're thinking, I don't think I've seen the beach in two weeks and oh. it's two away from where, where we are. Wow. And, and there are little things like that that, you know, it really, it really is something that we are with the team trying to live and breathe what we do and what we promote with Bangalay. And it has been a really big change this year that um, the whole team, now that we've settled into a really good routine, that we really encourage each other to go out and explore and, you know, go and be able to say to people firsthand, look, have you done this walk? Have you been here? Have you thought about doing that? Or if you drive home via, take the take the road off the highway and explore explore out there because it um, it is why we're all in this industry. We love where we are and we love what we're surrounded by. And um, unless we're authentically living and breathing it, then it's um, it, it, it it's kind of contradicting itself a little bit with um, what we're doing. So it, it's almost like it's part of their job now that they have to go and try other experiences locally, other restaurants locally, and really take that um, time for them. But at the same time, it, it does make it all a little bit more meaningful and a little bit more um, genuine, I suppose, when we are promoting it to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's a reminder of uh, of why you do it in the first place, isn't it? So it does bring you back to yourself and to your, I guess, to your original vision for creating the whole thing. Yeah, look, I just love where I grew up, which is this village. I really love Shoalhaven Heads, and I've always, I suppose, seen it through rose-coloured glasses. We've got such a beautiful natural environment. We've got a river. We've got Seven Mile Beach National Park. We've got the the Seven Mile Beach, which just is usually completely empty. And then you turn around and Kalangari Mountain, which um, you know has got so much Indigenous um, history, and it's just a really, um, really special place. It's surrounded by beautiful rolling hills and dairy farms and vineyards and wineries. And you just think, wow, we're so lucky. Like we, we to drive to, you know, the supermarket in, in town, you, you have to drive through all these um, paddocks with beautiful dairy cows and <laughs> river and, you know, it's just, it is beautiful. It, it's really, really beautiful. And I don't take it for granted Really, I, I just notice people's posture. You know, it's just one of those things. They come and they're all wound up and and highly strung. And and it happens at Bangalore as well. By the time they leave, they've got this whole new posture. They just look calm and relaxed. So I think it might be something to do with the white noise of the ocean, or it's something really special that this town seems to do to people. And um, yeah, it's almost like we're we're trying to bottle it, which is something that we can work on together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it sounds so amazing and, and, and idyllic and I really, really want to get across there when this whole, um, you know, lockdown thing lifts and we can definitely get across. Even when I look over your website and everything that your business is about, from the villas themselves to the yoga, the food, the horse riding, the walking trails and surfing and dolphin watching and everything else, it seriously feels like the lifestyle that I'm personally craving every day and many of us are, especially in this day and age. Talk to me about how you've set up the retreat in such a way that cultivates a deep sense of connection with the self and with the the world around you, I suppose. And what aspects of this do you think that we can translate into our own everyday lives at home? Bangalore was really designed around, you know, one to three night stays. We really weren't um, envisaging people to be able to take much more than that kind of amount of time to visit us. Being two hours out of Sydney, we're ideal for a one-night stay, but we do find, especially midweek, we might get people staying, um, you know, three to four nights. And what we found is that people just want to get that, they want to hit the reset button in a way. So from the moment you um, you check in and you've got space around the villas, we've designed the villas um, very much to um, have a level of luxury that's really um, concentrated on comfort. And so we know that when people are, um, are staying away from home that, you know, you go to open a drawer or a cupboard and 
you're really looking for that mug or that that glass you're looking for the cutlery you might have gone to a beautiful farmer's market on your way so you really want to be able to get a platter to put you know the beautiful produce that you've been able to purchase while you sit on the deck and have a, a drink with this beautiful platter and so all of those things being thought through we have um, robes in the cupboards we have floor heating in the bathroom we have fireplaces all those little things that just go oh that's nice you know just little things that we've um tried to add into the the villa just so that it's all of those sensory things you can control your own environment you can feel comfortable it's spacious we really thought through how we like to experience space and I suppose that's what I could was able to draw on um being an interior designer and also um Look, we've got we've got kids, and a lot, like, a lot of people who like to travel do. And whilst the dream is to go away without them, like quite often it's not an option if you don't have family or friends that are able to take care of them. So we very much wanted to make um, Bangladesh so it could be family friendly. It is a place you can experience um, as a couple. On we get a lot of people that visit on their own. They come on their own, which I just we're always so <laughs> envious of the. Um, our reservations team, just as soon as you walk in by yourself, we just want to be you. That's <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> Typically um, we'll get women who are in their um, maybe late 30s to early 40s or, or even a bit older that will travel on their own and they've already planned these incredible kind of itineraries but they're very open to other suggestions and they just do it so well. Yeah. They bring their yoga and everything and they're actually the people that have inspired us to start um, putting yoga mats into each one of our villas because um, we do know and like just knowing from personal experience that you know you're typically missing perhaps something out of your routine when you go away and you know we're all encouraging everyone to take a bit of self-care or to do their morning pilates or yoga routine or sometimes after a two or three hour um, drive you just want to be able to stretch out so having the yoga mats in the room has been a great addition but the one thing that we um, wanted to do is like apart from having the villas and that environment we could control um, you know the the way we've designed the entire experience for the guests where you move around in the um, in the gardens which are all native plantings that are all like all the gardens are oriented to the north across the golf course we've got a beautiful um, environment around the pool which is really tranquil and just that thing about sitting around water is is lovely but the, probably the key aspect to it you know, encouraging that um, that next layer of experience is really in our restaurant where it was always my vision from the beginning to be able to um, utilise uh, local um, native ingredients and local produce. And as I started to meet chefs and discuss these menu ideas with them, I um, I discovered that the, the use of native ingredients is actually something that can be a little bit problematic because... Um, Typically, there are very, very short seasons on a lot of the produce that you look at. And so you may be able to access it all year round, but it may only be fresh for, for two weeks. And so that means you're constantly changing and evolving um, menus a lot. But we've just been, it's just the way we do things. So our menu does change all the time. And we've made it a real a real part of the experience that our team will explain in detail each course as it's brought out. And what we find um that tends to do is if you're eating or, or having something from the menu that you may not have ever tried before, um, you know, it's a Indigenous ingredient. It may have been sourced from South Australia. It may be local. But just having that explained to you, um, but it makes you have that mindful moment and you're considering what you're eating in such a different way to what you might if you're just ordering something off the menu and it's delivered to your table. And um it's just part of this layering of those mindful moments that we have throughout the whole process of staying at Bangalore that I think contributes to that overall experience. It's obviously really well thought through and as you're saying it's all about the layering of the the mindful aspect and that makes me think that in terms of um, guests coming and then feeling that they can perhaps go home and reset a few things that the mindfulness aspect of the way the whole villas are designed and like you say the menu and the fact that it has to change every you know two weeks or two months based on seasonal uh, native produce and so on that that makes me think that um as a guest you perhaps 
would go home with a sense of, okay, I need to pay more attention to the little things. And some of those things probably already exist in our current homes or environments, but we don't pay any attention to them. So is that what you're finding a lot of guests would feedback to you that they want to take those aspects of the retreat back home? Uh, we certainly see um, people that have never had an awareness of um, the use of Australian native ingredients re- really start to ask a lot of questions. And so, um, you know, we, um, we, we do offer a, um, a chef talk and the chefs will go on a foraging walk with with groups of people wow. it's particularly something that our corporate guests really enjoy doing and um, it's just one of those things where you're just walking through the bush track that takes you through to the beach it's not um we're not taking you on a big adventure it's just a path that you probably would have walked through that morning but stopping and looking and understanding and creating that extra layer of awareness around the environment that you're in and, and what it can um, produce and, and provide and um, it really I think that is something that people definitely take home with them and um, it's funny how that might resonate because um, we have got quite a few um, delicious gins and other spirits native ingredients <laughs> and often the take-home part is just you know it might be a, a green ant gin or um, a gin that has some other kind of Australian native botanical but um, <laughs> even with that it's just it is something that um, people tend to um, quite happily say oh well, this is um, knowledge I I know from my stay at Bangalore or knowledge yeah, so I have to take the bottle of gin, gin home with me then. <laughs> a lot of people have asked us if we could replicate Bangalore for them on another site. And I just think um, yeah, it kind of misses the point. The reason why Bangalore is what it is is because we've really thought about where it is, the context being in the location that it is, surrounded by the Bangalore sand forest, um, being two hours from Sydney, not being remote, being in the village Um you know, having, um, you know, that coastal, um, being on the coast, it, you kind of would naturally assume you've got seafood on the menu and that people are going to visit the beach. And uh, you, you, like when you're designing things from the very beginning, you take all of those things into consideration. And like whilst we could replicate the elements of what we've done at Bangalore or that process of what we've done at Bangalore, you know, perhaps you know, in the snowy mountains or in the outback or something like that, everything would have to be very authentically driven by what the, the, the local surrounds, you know, the local environment, um, the proximity to major, you know, what the overall experience to someone who's coming to stay is going to be from the moment that they start to think that they might want a holiday to the moment that they start to think about how they might book or who they might travel with how long it's going to take them to to go how long they should stay for you know that whole process that people go through when they are before they even come to Bangalore is so important you know to to went the the experience we give them when they come and I feel like um I don't know about other people but one of my favorite hobbies like something I, I do in my um personal time I suppose is just plan little itineraries and I love it it's something that I um I really enjoy doing and I love stumbling across places that I really look forward to staying at and you know kind of create these little um goals for myself that I'll get there within you know two years or or whatever it is and um yeah, we really try and help people that have this same hobby as what I do to to plan and and to think about how their um, how their experience might play out. And sometimes, you know, people have um, decide to travel or come away um, for all sorts of different reasons. And you know, I'm sure that you're, you've been in similar situations to me where. You know, sometimes I've desperately needed a holiday. I've desperately needed to just get away. I've been stressed or whatever it is. And then there's other times where I just feel like I, um, you know, we're going away to celebrate. Might be an anniversary or a birthday. And then there's other times where you just, um, you know, you've just seen something that has caught your attention, and you really um, are just trying to work out the right time that you can go and experience it. And we have to um, try to create and think through what we are doing and what we're offering based on each one of those different um, approaches. Or we've certainly had um, 
really interesting experiences where we've had some young mothers that have come and stayed with us on their own and they've just said that their husband, like, well, their husband's encouraged them. They just said, go and choose somewhere where you can go. Just go for three days. You know, one of them had twin boys and um, she just, um, she had, she was great. She bought a yoga mat. She meditated. She um, came down for a glass of wine at the restaurant each night and stopped in and said hi, read a book. And I thought, Oh, you know, she's just one of those people that you just think, oh, I just want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was probably very glad she was her at that moment too. <laughs> Bit of an yeah, escape. And look, I, I can see Bangalore can be that for people that need that, but it can also be, you know, we host weddings and um, 40th and 50th and 60th birthdays and multi-generational family trips away. So, you know, Bangalore can be lots of different things um, equally, but um, wellness is wellness is definitely something that we're going to be focusing on coming out of um, lockdown. We can really see from our regular guests and just from our social media, there's lots of people that have stayed with us previously that are making comments when we post, just saying how much they are missing coming out and how you know it, it's just it's a different tone to what we're used to, and um, yeah. We have had to obviously move a lot of people's bookings and take a lot of cancellations as well in the past few months and the conversations are are really difficult. We've had to do this quite a few times from bushfires to floods and then COVID and then more floods and then we had the COVID in um, the northern beaches and then eastern suburbs during this year and now this wave of cancellations. So like it's something we're getting quite proficient at, but we've really found this time people's mood has really shifted, and I imagine that um, particularly we've got we get quite a few clients from Victoria, and I can't imagine how they've managed over the past um, twelve months with these continued lockdowns. They're stressed, and their you know their, their relationships might be really under pressure, and so um, what we're thinking through is what we can do to. Um, amplify you know if it's one day or two days that they've been able to get for themselves to come away how we can amplify the impact of a wellness stay and so um, what we, we've always offered massages as an add-on to our stay and um, now we're also offering a guided yoga and meditation sessions we've also um, partnered with um, Rochelle Munro who's a local fitness instructor who has an online platform and she actually films all of her online platforms at Bangalore. And so she's offering um, anyone that stays a one-month free subscription to her platform. Um, and we're putting things like um, yoga mats into the villas so people can kind of start their wellness journey or their wellness plan when they're at Bangalore and that can give them something to take home. We're also working on some of our... Um, some little things in the restaurant um for instance we've we've got um our margarita salt for our um salt bush margaritas is like really really um popular and um i know it's just it's funny how many comments we get about the salt bush margaritas and so we just thought look um that can be the treat at the end of the week that you can take some margarita salt home with you and um also we've got um the chefs are just putting together a, a, a range of um of the native ingredients that are, are good accoutrements to different different recipes or different um, different ways of cooking. Gorgeous. Yeah, we're definitely um, looking at working with with you as well on creating um, a fragrance that really epitomises what that visit to the south coast is and the the emotion around you know walking through that bush track to the beach and coming out of this kind of dark you know canopy and seeing that glistening water and white sand you know on a beach yep. with no one on it we just want that in a bottle <laughs> so um, yeah absolutely yeah. don't we yeah. all and take ourselves from the everyday you know in one of those those days where you think oh my gosh I need to get away and I can't get away and if you sometimes it's just the smell of something whether it's whether it's particular cooking or particular fragrance you know that you spray there's something about being able to bottle or have something in front of you in a condensed version that still takes you back there even if it's just for a moment so refreshing you you mentioned um guests staying michelle for 24 hours and you said that they can go home recharge so that's that seems to me almost too good to be true how is it possible that somebody can drive down for two hours stay for 24 and go back feeling refreshed oh well look the um 
if you think about a depart, if you depart Sydney at, at 12, um, it's a two-hour drive down. We generally recommend if you're doing it as a bit of a road trip that you can drive down to the south coast via the Southern Highlands, go down through Berry Mountain, which is just beautiful, through Kangaroo Valley. Even just the scenery, um, travelling that way is, is absolutely beautiful. So you pull into Bangalore at check-in time, which is two, and perhaps have some massages booked and um, do some in-room in-villa massages, maybe a little walk along the beach, then come back in for happy hour and have a couple of cocktails and then maybe head back to your villa for a little bit and then come back down for for dinner and have our um, our feast menu, which is a degustation menu with paired premium wines and um, then back up in the morning, another big long walk along the beach to watch the sunrise and a leisurely breakfast in the restaurant. And, um, you know, then you probably, we would definitely recommend taking um, the coast road home to Sydney where you drive along the Seacliff Bridge um, just north of Wollongong and, you um, really kind of make it a journey I think um, that's the thing that sometimes um, you know being mindful about the choices you make in terms of where you, how you how, like the roads you take and things like that that's that's how I would spend um, 20 hours and feel quite recharged. So do you think it's both a combination of all of those things that you've talked about with the deliberateness of the way that the villas are set up in combination with the actual exiting Sydney, that two-hour drive through all of this beautiful ambience and a total disconnection from your normal city life. Do you think it's that that all of that in combination that enables somebody to literally feel a recharge in 24 hours? Because, of course, 24 hours in the city, you feel like three hours have passed and you haven't got anything done and you think, oh my gosh, how was it Friday? And it was just Monday and the time goes so fast. So what do you think it is about coming down to to your retreat that makes those 24 hours go slower and you feel much more fulfilled than what you do in the city for 24 hours? Uh, I think being away is always going to help that. I um, know from even being a designer, if you want to really tap into that creativity sometimes just stepping away helps you to reframe and and see things and we're very considered in the way that we've um we've set up our operations where our restaurant is open every day and it means that once you're at Bangalore you park your car and you don't need to get back into it again until you leave everything that you need for your stay is available on site that you couldn't really really um get a lot out of a holiday, the nature-based experience, the Indigenous cultural experiences, the food, the wine. I, I certainly see it's happening on a national level or international level where people are becoming more and more aware of um, the depth of the Indigenous heritage of the South Coast. It is um, it is probably one of the most prevalent in Australia. We've got so much um, accessible cultural heritage here and so many amazing stories to be heard and to tell. So I would really recommend that people get to know um, what is available down here and, and form their own connection to country via those experiences because, um, you know, it's certainly beautiful to look at and, you know, the food is delicious and you do get that sense of calm when you see those beautiful um beautiful beaches and national parks but the next layer is understanding that really rich cultural history that is um, embedded and, and is so unique to this area. Mm, and a deeper sense of connection to the land than probably most of us really understand or have experienced before so I think that takes the word connection um, and connection to the environment to a much deeper level, you know, with ancestry and ancient history and looking at the original owners of the land and, and all of those issues that we as city dwellers probably, you know, hear but don't really connect to. So that in itself is is quite a big privilege, isn't it? Can we talk for a second about the feedback that you get from guests who I imagine are mostly maybe corporate visitors or people that have very busy, hectic lifestyles and busy parents and, and all of that type of thing? What are the things that they're telling you that are burning them out at home and the things that they, after a stay with you, are deciding, okay, I want to go home and I need to change, change this? What are the stories that they tell you about that? 
I've got a group of friends that are from Sydney's Northern Beaches and um, they come down and visit pretty regularly and uh, the messages that I start getting before a trip are, oh, Michelle, I just can't wait to get down there. I get all these responses to our Instagram stories and just see they're all busy. They've all got their own businesses. They've all got young kids that are busy with sport and it's their place they come as a, like they come together so it's always a girls' trip away usually with the kids, usually in the school holidays and you know, they'll take up a few villas or rent one of the houses and they just they just want it all. They want to... <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> they want to relax but they want to do everything. Like They'll definitely um, book in for a beach horse ride. That is a number one priority. That is such a unique experience to be able to do. I see them just come and by the end of their stay, usually, well, to be honest, there's also a lot of saltbush margaritas um, <laughs> that, um, that help that. But, we, you know, by the time you've had a sat by the fire pit and they've just been able to get away and um, I think that it's almost that um, for them because they come re- relatively frequently, they just have this, it's almost an autopilot like mode that they go into when they arrive now because they just it's just like they can just relax and it's um it's exciting there's plenty to do the kids are comfortable they know their way around the place and um you've got the patrol beach right at the front as well which is a really great peace of mind for people that come with children so um in terms of what changes when they go back we've seen quite a few people over the time and you know when people they've had quite a few people stay that have come for three or four um times and we've seen like a few relationships break up and some Mm. people and and all these kinds of stresses that they take and it's been really nice to see those people like knowing them before they've gone through that hard time in their life and perhaps seeing them when they're really going through the hardest time and then see them again afterwards and then feeling like Bangalore is a really special and safe place for them to come and um and, you know, they've got the beautiful memories there, but they can also start to make their own new ones and they've got that sense of relationship and connectedness to to the environment, you know, and to, to the experience that we've been able to create that gives them that that sense of as a place they can come and just be quiet. Yeah, so I think it's like taking home the fact that you can come back is probably a, a really nice thing. But we, we find that we get a lot of feedback about our Instagram as well and just that, you know, if you're doing your five-minute scroll once or twice a day and just one of those images of the beach or of um pool or the golf course or one of the villas and it just, um, you know, you can certainly see that people people really do like to just imagine that time they had here and and be able to reflect on it when they come back and plan plan for when they're going to come back. Beautiful. In an interview I read with you in The Grace Tales, they made a statement about your life being, quote, a beautiful mix of both chaos and tranquility. How do you personally cultivate a sense of wellness in your life that's probably absolutely full up to the brim with four kids and business and board meetings and everything else that you do, what practices do you find are helpful for you in in a busy modern lifestyle to get a sense of real genuine cultivation of wellness? Probably the, the big shift that I've had since I did that interview with, with Georgie um, was that I've been able to um, get the business so much more established now that I've been able to um, recruit people that are able to own their entire job, you know, and I, I feel like I've been able to step away from being so much as a manager to more of a leadership position and there's still plenty for me to be doing and, and like, kind of in steering the ship so much, but um, I, I'm not as... Um, hands-on like previously if you had checked into Bangalore I would have checked you in and then served you dinner (laughs) um, and wash the dishes after (laughs) sometimes washing the dishes was the easiest thing to do yeah um, look the um we're we're past that now and it it is much more established and I've got a great team so the chaos has kind of dropped off a bit but what I found and it's something that I am trying to correct because there is so much that happens in the background that I do end up sitting in my home office a lot by myself 
which is not what I designed a resort for. I really like being around people and I really like connecting with people. I like I like working with the team of people that I've been able to to bring into Bangalore. And I find that my the most amount of communicating I was doing with them was via via email and SMS. And so I've really had to um, change quite a lot of the way I, I plan my day to um to shift that and to spend more time on site and you know to kind of break down how I'm how I like have my admin time and my face-to-face time I was getting all this right and of course lockdown happened and now nobody's on site anyway but look I've I've made some pretty recent um shifts and I feel like I, I have accepted that my life is never going to be strictly routine and there are a few things that I do try and bed into my um, diary and they're like things like team meetings and you know my Pilates at seven o'clock on a Friday they're kind of the they're kind of the the first things and then everything else has to fit in around around that the first 18 months of Bangalore I basically had to cut myself off from any kind of social activity the only time I'd be able to socialize with you is if you came for dinner with Bangalore and I might (laughs) and you'll get a few minutes (laughs) sitting up a glass of wine with you at 10 o'clock yeah or, or the salt bush margarita <laughs> yeah although if I have one of those at four o'clock I don't know how I'd go wait no. I've certainly um been able to get that balance a little bit better and especially um my husband and I my husband made some pretty big changes to his um to his work commitments as well so it's pretty calm now and it's um there's still a large volume of things to do and that horrible word busyness but um one thing that I really like to do is to surround myself with some people that take me away from what it is that I'm doing every day so I found some friends have got different similar interests to me that are separate to the business and also um you know friends that might have children the same age that live close by that know that I don't want to talk about work so um you know we'll go for a walk together having said that I found that the network of people that I've got in this tourism industry is so incredible and they're all um, like they're all in it together we're all small business operators so we find that we um like in a half hour conversation with a like-minded person you can solve all the problems of the universe so so true and the, and there's so much um so much healing and untangling and and repositioning that can happen in a 30 minute conversation with a like-minded person wouldn't you agree Oh, absolutely. And um, my friends, if they, I'll have to send this podcast to them because because I'll know exactly who they who they are. <laughs> I've got um, you know, I've got a, a great group of friends that all have different um skills as well. Whilst they're not part of the tourism industry, I've got a friend that's a an analyst. She used to be an analyst for Jimmy Choo Shoes, and wow. um, she has been a great sounding board for the business. And I've got another. Another friend who's also an analyst but works from a completely different perspective who's constantly surveying people around her to see where, like, you know, what my target market might be looking for the next time. And it's so fun to have those conversations where, we, um, you know, they're, um, they're invested in seeing my this business succeed and they'll tailor that how they go about what they're doing throughout the week and, and reporting to me um, very regularly, which is great fun. But in terms of little mindfulness and wellness things, it's I, I really don't try and overcommit the family to too many things. And, like, I really want to make sure that I have time to really foster the relationships that are closest to me that I really value. So it's with my my sisters and my husband, my like my husband's family, my dad, my grandparents, you know, the 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 fat the extended family that we've already got around us. And we've got some lovely friends, but you know, after living in a town for 40 years, you know that you don't have to spend every Friday night with the same like with everyone in the in the village to maintain the friendship. So it's just like kind of a bit of um Less is more, and a bit of, of quality, not quantity, has probably been the lesson I've had to learn just from necessity. Another thing that I've um, I'm trying to also do is like I've just got to do more exercise. I don't know if that's something that happens when you turn forty, but <laughs> like I know I need to do it anyway. And you know, I love food, I love wine. I do not love exercising that much. I love walking, but apparently I've got to do this horrible thing called cardio. And so 
I have committed to it and I'm lucky I've got some um, some great local trainers whose courses that are bearable for me that I'll start to be doing. But I tend to find that when I commit to something like that, I really need that encouragement from people around me or maybe a buddy to do it with, but someone that's going to keep me accountable to it because um, I think that it really is, it's a four-pillar thing for me and it really is the... Um, you know the physical aspect and I find that that's probably the thing that I lack the most I, I really don't look after myself as much there relationships I'm pretty good at and um, I invest a lot in and um, the environment that I'm in is so important to me whether it's my own home the offices the office environments at Bangalore you know the um, natural environment and being amongst it and then um, the mental health look I've been pretty resilient over the years but I'm very aware of when I do need that extra help and it's um I know where I know, need to go to get it which I think is one of the key things about um, having really good self-awareness is um, something that I'm getting much better at. I know that when I'm not good I can really adversely impact people around me and when I've got you know a team of nearly 50 people I've got a large family I've got a lot of people that come to me when they're in need if I'm not good then I'm I'm really bringing down around 100 people around me and that's a really um, big responsibility so I, I need to make sure I'm good like that's the the one thing I, I know and I'm invested in making sure I I'm, I'm healthy and I'm positive and I I, I um, keep all of that in check. Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, because I think a lot of time uh, on the podcast, but also uh, people that I speak to and colleagues in the, the wellness industry that come from, let's say, a background in naturopathy or uh, nutritional medicine or, or yoga and that type of thing, when we talk about wellness, we're frequently talking about cultivating, you know, what Instagram would show as wellness habits, which is a turmeric latte and a Buddha bowl and, and yoga at 5am every day and all of those types of things or my mindfulness, which involves being out in the deck in Byron Bay with, you know, whatever it is. And there are things that feel to people that that don't necessarily live within a lifestyle or come from a background where that's naturally cultivated. It can feel very other and it can feel very distant. But what you're talking about is really good practical stuff, which is more about about editing out the things you don't need and making time for the things that are critically important. So it's not about a turmeric latte and an hour of yoga. You're saying it's about cultivating uh, deeper connections with the people you love. It's about not overscheduling your kids. It's about keeping check of your own mental health and knowing where you're at rather than the things that feel a little we can feel that we have to pursue and they're not nat naturally part of who we are. So I like this because this is much more practical for people that, that aren't necessarily coming from a, like a naturopathic type of a background. It's been a huge benefit for me that I, um, and it's something that I, I learned from my mum's experience with her health journey was that um, suffering from cancer the number one practitioner that probably helped her the most through all of her treatment was um, Leah from um, Red Orchid. She's a trained in um, ac uh, trained acupuncturist and in, in Eastern medicine. Mum had an appointment with her for an hour and a half each Friday, and she just credits Leah with being the most helpful for her. Like it was a long journey. But that, that hour and a half for her was really, really important. And, um, look, I can see how just having that time, no matter what you're, um, what else is happening in your week, being able to have that bit of time for yourself is amazing. There is another thing that I just made me think of when you mentioned Instagram, but I, I found a webinar that I attended and it was a famous interior designer and I can't, she was actually a stylist, not an interior designer that worked for magazines. And, you know, I'm an interior designer, but my styling is not really, um, you know, I, I'm not going to get called by a, a, like by a magazine to come and style a shoot. So I was really interested in, um, you know, knowing that I've got to create an Instagram feed that people are going to want to look at, that um, I would listen to this um, woman's thing. And she said, you don't need to do the whole room. You can just start with your bedside table. <laughs> and um, 
like my house is a shambles. It's a big, oh, it's not big. It's actually a pretty small fiber ramshackly beach house. It's in desperate need of a renovation. And, you know, if I could just have the bedside table looking like it's something that could be on an Instagram feed, then that's pretty good for me. And, um, you know, it might be a bit of new linen for one of the kids' beds or something like that. It's just, you feel it's nice to have something that in your environment where, it doesn't all have to be perfect. It can just be a, a like a vignette or a, um, a just a, a details shot. So um, I think that that's really important. Whilst chimeric lattes, does anyone really like them? I, I love them. <laughs> I actually probably after this podcast will go for a drive and buy one. I do make them at home. I actually love them. I'm one of those weirdos that doesn't mind curry in a cup, you know. <laughs> I love brewed chai, but I haven't quite moved to the chai latte. Oh. I'm a bit hardcore. <laughs> I think that, um, that, yeah, there's definitely um, a, a spectrum of, of um, looking after yourself. And I know um, I've had some great tips from naturopaths over the years and I follow, um, there's been quite a few great um you know, liver detox diets that I've done guided by naturopaths, which have been so helpful to me. And when I'm unwell or where I feel like my body tends to respond to stress before my mind does. And so I, um, I'm very aware of, um, how holistic stress and, and well-being really is and that there's levers you can pull to, to keep yourself well and to kind of monitor where you're, where you're actually at. So I, um, Look, you know, coming on holidays and having beautiful nine-course meals with paired premium wines and saltbush margaritas may not be completely ticking all the boxes in terms of <laughs> a wellness. Not, not traditional wellness. <laughs> in terms of being mindful and, um, you know, having each one of those dishes and each one of those wines explained to you in depth and having the time to sit and appreciate the conversation that you have over that meal and then the the memory that's created from that and perhaps the relationship that's been formed between the staff and the guest. They're all things that, you know, they, they tick the boxes of things that you can do. It's self-care. It's things like looking after yourself. Is, um, it's a, a big yourself's a big thing and there's like a lot of a lot of parts to it and um we tend to find that um you know people that do invest in themselves and in their relationships um you see you see a lot of people come through the door when you own a resort and um there's people that you can see uh, um are in a good place and then others that you think wow that's um you could probably do with a week here. <laughs> so um, we, we were able to do what we can and provide the environment and the experiences there, but um, yeah, there's only so much you can, you can do. That's true. Can we talk about women our age? And I'm saying our age as if we're not, you know, women of a certain age. No, we're not, thank you. We're youthful. <laughs> but I believe you and I are around the same age. I'm 45. You're sort of around there as well? I've just turned 40 this year. Oh, well, you're a baby. Then I'll, I'll say women my age. Then. <laughs> but let's say once you get to 40, because this seems a bit of a trend, women our age and the concept of self-care and self-nurture. In my observation, it seems that so many of us resist it and deny ourselves this you know, concept or action of self-care and we feel guilty or we feel like we have to justify. I mean, I have so many friends that will tell me what they had to do to line up to go and get a line up before they went to get a massage and then when they've had a massage they'll give a hundred reasons why they needed one instead of just saying it's really important for me to have a massage and I should have a massage and you know so there's this need to justify and even justify yes I sat down on my butt for 20 minutes and had a cup of tea and did not wash the dishes or fold the ironing while I was doing it what do you think it is about women in our age group or in our, I guess, life stage where we feel that we don't deserve it or we haven't earned it in some way? I don't know that it's not earned it, but what um, what the funniest thing that happened to me was that for my 40th birthday, I was given basically all the gifts I was given were either for facials, massages, float tanks, and See, it is women our age, I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody knows we need it. <laughs> and I haven't even attempted to make an appointment to have one of them and I feel terrible about it because my friends all gave them to me with the best of intentions for me to take the time and enjoy it. To be honest, 
I actually I don't really like massages or facials. It's a um, I do like it, but it's not the kind of thing that I would choose to do for self care. And um, you know, I, I think it's great to look after your skin. And if you've got a ache or pain, definitely a massage can help you work that out. But um, I suppose self care can be so many other things. And I think that um, you know, there's always that time money factor and. In order to have any experience, and I think this is what we even say with people at Bangalore, is that, um, you know, if you're going to make the effort to come down, you know, like it's it's terrible when we see people check in at like 8 o'clock at night because you think, oh, you've just missed like the, it's the sunset and it's all those kinds of things. So I think that um, it, it's the whole thinking, well, to make the most of it, I need to be able to, you know, have like not be in a rush, make sure I can make it you know, pick the kids up straight after or whatever it is that um, it stops us from doing those things. So I think we've got to start, like, I think the key is starting small and having something that you might do, whether it's once a month or, or something that is just your thing. And like even going to the hairdressers, even though it's a bit of a chore, I am, um, you know, I need to go relatively regularly now that I'm 40, um, that I do um, try and make that a um, high impact work two hours and then after I've had my hair done I always make sure I've that something in the next day or two I do as a oh I've got good hair so I'm going to go and do something I like your strategy. Yeah, it's like, well, I've got, I've just invested all that time in getting my hair done. So I'm going to go and do something nice with the good hair. So I kind of, <laughs> but, um, I'm not good at it either. And I just, I don't particularly want to get massages, facials, uh, I, you know, all of those kinds of things. But I do want to go for a walk. I do want to go and take some time to visit a relative. I want to go and spend some time with an elderly relative there. And they're things that I'm doing for me as much as I'm doing for, for them. And, um, you know, self-care might just be, um, it might just be buying a, a really nice, um, you know, moisturiser to have in the car that you just stop and, like, you know, the fight, the minute before you're going in to do your groceries, you just do a really nice little hand massage and hand cream or something like that. I feel like big gratuitous statements of self-care are unachievable, just do small things regularly. <laughs> I really like that advice, just do small things regularly. And, and again, this, this makes me think again about this reimagining of what self-care is. And there's a presumption that self-care means you have to take an hour out of your day and have a therapeutic massage or a Thai massage but you're right, it's not. And if we're even in terms of gifts for friends and friends we know are busy or friends who've, you know, got got craziness going on or going through grief, it can be as simple as buying them a little basket of seasonal fruit or or ingredients that they can cook with if they love to cook. So it doesn't have to be, you know, well, there's only six things you can do for self-care and they all invo- involve candles and, and, and darkness and, uh, you know, hands on your body, which doesn't sound like massage. It sounds like something else as I'm describing it. <laughs> but, but there's many ways to self-care and I love what your perspective on this is, Michelle, because you're saying it could be a new serum, it could be cooking, it could be something really small, but if it makes, and you're saying visiting a relative, and if it makes you feel that you can find who you really are again and you come back to yourself and you're investing in the world around you, that's that's as good as any massage as long as they're all giving you that sense of of care and not just for yourself but for the people and the world around you. Absolutely. And I think that the, um, the products that um, I know that you've created, the beautiful pillow spray, and um, there's nothing better than having fresh sheets and lighting a candle while you have a shower and spraying the pillow spray and, um, you know, jumping into bed with a, a nice fiction book that's easy to read and, like, that's so nice. And you can do that with little effort, you know. It doesn't really cost you anything either. Um, so true. It is really nice. And, like, just if you can have those little moments, it doesn't need to be every night. It might be once or twice a month that you've done it. But it, and you remember that you've done it for yourself and you can yeah. put yourself on the back. So the last thing you need to do is get stressed that you're not giving yourself enough. <laughs> 
Exactly. Stress that I haven't booked my hour-long massage. It's going to take me a lot more than that to come down from the stress of it. (laughs) Just one thing that I really want to give a plug to is that we have an incredible arm of the um, local business chamber here in Shoalhaven and it's come under um, Gemma Tribe, who's the president here, has really fostered this great community of of kind of entrepreneurial women um, that fall into the... um, the local business chamber and we've had um, some conferences where there's been 200 people in attendance and we've hosted a number of cocktails and um, conversation nights at Bangalore where we get around 60 um, women a lot of them have got their own businesses and we, we talk about things like wellness and and self-care and um, just different topics and we get different people each time and um, look one of the one of the key things that we all found is that the balance with kids your own business the um you know financial pressures that may come and go with different things is that small things really do matter and one thing marina who um she used to work with us here at Bangalore and she um has found there's a few lemon scented gums around town and um one day I got home and there was this tree in my shower, like a huge branch in my shower. And I, what is this? And she said, oh, it's your shower tree. I got you a shower tree. <laughs> anyway, if you put a lemon-scented gum in your bathroom, um, it just lets off this amazing smell. And I think I... um. I think I was on a panel once for uh, I was I was on a panel for one of these um, kinds of um, talks about well-being and stuff, and I, I kind of thought, why am I on this? I'm the worst example of it. And they said, so Michelle, what do you do for for well-being <laughs> and self-care? And I said, look, I'm lucky to have a shower each day. <laughs> I do, when I have that shower, this is when I was probably working 12, 16-hour days when we first opened and, you know, like between that trying to give a newborn baby a cuddle and breastfed, every, um, it was just a bit of a, everything was a stretch. But, gee, I enjoyed my showers at that point and I used to make sure that I had a beautiful fresh towel and, uh, um, you know, really lovely products in the shower and just really enjoyed that time, had some music on and candle on just to um, make the most of it that little bit of time that I had to myself like doing anything you can to make that time in the bathroom as as special as it can be whether it's a shower tree or some beautiful products or whatever it is a shower tree Michelle are you talking about literally a a, a small branch lopped off a tree or a potted gum this poor old um you should have seen the poor old eucalypt after (laughs) the shower tree thing take home gifts one single trunk with no branches any longer (laughs) that's such a great idea though and they do smell incredible and of course when the 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 heat hits them you just get that natural vaporization from the leaves that would be stunning it was really really nice so we gave them as little take-home gifts to everyone from one of those um little sessions we did but I, I really find those networks that you can have um but you might find them you know, through any kind of group, really, whether it's a, a group of through the schools, like your kids' schools, or whether it's a professional organisation. But, um, you know, it's sometimes nice to have something that's not completely focused on the work you're doing, but on your experience as a business owner or your experience in um, something else that is there as a support network and might offer you just a chance to get away from what you're doing. And I felt like a lot of the women that were there probably wouldn't have come if it was a personal interest thing but because it was under the business chamber it was like they that gave them permission to attend when if it was just drinks with a friend they probably wouldn't have given themselves that permission so uh, yeah I think that sometimes if that is what helps you to be able to commit some time to yourself and you know also your unprofessional development or you know networking to you know, find people that may be able to help you build your business or new clients or whatever it is, then um, you know, it, it's nice if you can um, kind of, well, for us, we find that that network with the business um, chamber and the Shoalhaven Women in Business is, um, is an excellent network and we, um, yeah. we all really look forward to, um, to their events. I love that. It's been so much fun talking to you today, Michelle, and I've 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 got some very interesting takeaways that I'm really enjoying, including the shower tree that's going to go swimming around my head for the next 24 hours, I'm sure. And if anyone who's listening to this podcast hasn't Googled Bangalore Villas by the end of this, I will be very surprised because it's certainly enticing and I personally can't 
um, wait to get down there at some stage when all of these restrictions lift as well. Just the last thing, if you can let us know where we can find you, find the villas and, and even find more about you if we want to read more about Michelle Bishop. So Bangalore Luxury Villas is located in Shoalhaven Heads or on um, Staple Street, but please look us up on um, the internet, we've got our website or um, you know, it's always um, pretty popular to engage with our future and um, previous guests on Instagram. So have a look at us there, Bangalore Villas. For me, you can link in with me. Um, I'm pretty active across all the different social platforms, but certainly LinkedIn or um, yeah, just send, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Michelle. What a pleasure to chat today. Unconscious is presented by OneSeed. Find out more at oneseedperfumes.com.